0: This is Scream Grabs, a regular series by Macabre Bros and Bras, where we look at one scene and one scene only, good, bad, or ugly. They grabbed us by the throat and made us scream. Hey, all you horror fiends, it's Phil, Macabre Brothers Original, coming to you with my Scream Grab for this week, inspired by Kaylin's Scream Grab from last week, when she was talking about the scene that scarred her for life in Poltergeist, the scene where the man's face melts... And I've got a scene that scarred me for life. Well, at least for my childhood. Uh, a scene that, like Kaylin's favorite scene, just did not hold up with time. And it comes from the original Pet Cemetery. It's at the very, very end where adorable little Gage kills old man Judd. Come on out. I brought you something. And as a kid, I had a deal with my mom. And the deal was I could watch R-rated movies as long as I read the book first. So I ended up reading a lot of like, you know, book to movie adaptations. I got to see Jaws after I read Jaws. I got to see a ton of Stephen King after I read the Stephen King books, which meant that, you know, me as like a, a fourth and fifth grader were reading these books that I kind of sort of did not understand, but I loved them because we ended up getting some, some death and some gore and some blood and also some really weird scenes where uh, there's lots of sticky sheets which I didn't understand at the time either. Um, Stephen King's got a... He's he's obsessed with his bodily fluids. And yeah, if you remember, there's a a scene in uh, Cujo when we hear that uh, the main character spends a lot of time jerking off and wiping it on his sheets that have now turned crusty because he's such a sad, lonely man. Anyway... (laughs) That scene in Cujo haunts me, but in a different way than the movie scene from Pet Cemetery, the adaptation. So, I was also, as a child, obsessed with having a dog. I wanted a dog so, so bad. Unfortunately, my brothers were all allergic to animals, like deathly allergic to animals. You couldn't take my little brother around horses, or he would literally blow up like a balloon. But I wanted a dog. I wanted a dog. More than anything in the world. So of course I read Pet Cemetery, thinking, "Oh, this will be a fun, good read for a kid that wants a a, a pet." Yeah, right. Not at all. Because not only does a pet die, but then yeah, the gentleman in Pet Cemetery goes and buries his kid in the Pet Cemetery, brings the kid back to life, and Gage goes on a killing spree, leading them all up to a, well, not r- really a killing spree. He actually only really kills one person. Poor old Judd, the gentleman that warns the younger man not to bury his son don't go there don't go there <laughs> and he's such a cheese ball. but um i will always remember the moment that little gauge wanders into the house with the knife and slices judd's achilles tendons oh god For the longest time, I also did not want to step down out of my bed because I wasn't sure what was going to be lurking under there, ready to slash my fucking Achilles open. So he slices Judd across the Achilles, slices him across the face. There's no blood on the knife, if you might notice. (laughs) There's no blood. And then goes full-on vampire biting into his neck. It was just, ugh. And after he kills Judd, when the father shows up, he does his little dance and his little moves with that weird bowler top hat on. I remember just how creepy and weird and just unsettling Gage was. This little kid, the fact that a little kid could find a knife and go and murder adults. Yeah, real adults. People who were supposed to be able to defend themselves, and they could not defend themselves against this creepy, demonic, reincarnated toddler. Fast forward to these days, and like a lot of 80s horror, that scene just does not stand the test of time. It's fucking cheesy. Like Ryan always likes to say, I don't understand why you wouldn't just punt the toddler. (laughs) Which of course reminds me of motherfucking Baxter in uh, Anchorman. What do you love? I love poetry. And a glass of scotch. And of course... My friend Baxter here. Well, guess what? Now this is happening. Excuse me. Excuse me. What are you doing? That's how I roll. Baxter? Huh? No! When he gets punted over a bridge. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just punt the toddler like you would a stupid little dog? <laughs> Maybe Judd's got some arthritis issues or back issues or something that prevents him from punting a toddler. He does have his Achilles sliced open, so there's that, too. Which reminds me of, you know, South Park. Kick the baby. Kick the baby. Kick the baby. Don't kick the baby. Kick the baby. (laughs) And South Park, I mean, I love it. They've made fun of Judd in the past. He seems to be the old uh, wise man that shows up and gets murdered in a handful of episodes all over the place. (laughs) I mean, it just... that, That scene for something that scared me so much when I was, you know, in fourth grade, maybe 10 years old, suddenly, now... Uh, it, it's a joke. It's a punchline. It's it's not even, like, um, close to scary. It's more, like, just unabashedly cheesy. And for for, for that reason, I do love it. And again, it reminds me of what Kalen had when she went back and revisited the poltergeist mirror-melting scene that scared the shit out of her as a kid, kept her from watching that movie for 20-plus years, and suddenly she rewatches it and realizes this is some cheesy 80s claymation shit. Final thought, though, is like even though the effects have come a long way, light years, since the 80s, sometimes updating material isn't just as simple as making it um, more modern. Because uh, I did go and catch the remake of Pet Cemetery. I saw it once, saw it once only in theaters, and I'm trying to think back. I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. The story remained the same. The characters basically remained the same. Uh, we had John Lithgow uh, as... Judd instead of, um, oh, I'm spacing his name right now, instead of the uh, the other old, very memorable character actor. But other than that, I don't remember jack shit about the remake. Literally nothing stands out in my mind. And both movies, in the end, don't quite stand up to the book. Because one thing Stephen King has always been good at is putting the fears of a parent into words and situations, and of course, you know, horrible supernatural terror that um, just, just, uh, movies don't do justice. It's why he's so hard to, well, it's why he's so hard to bring to the silver screen and why The Shining, you know, is is such a good example of a director taking a good concept and making it into a good film, taking a good book and turning it into a uh, different and I would say better film product. The Shining's another movie where you've got parental anxieties and, uh, you know, the fears of a father who is worried that he's going to murder his child. Well, in this one, Pet Sematary got the fears of a father who literally has let his child get killed and will do anything at all to get brought back to life and so the book I mean you know it delves deeper into uh the the psyche of this father who has failed at being a father whereas the movie you know it's it's got to do what a movie does best which is scare the living shit out of us and if there's one thing Gage did when he was a little toddler was scare the living shit out of me until I grew up and realized I could just kick the bait